0: This is a Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 85. Four, three, two, 1. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now, your host, he's going to get you to take action, Pat Flynn. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pat Flynn, and welcome to session 85 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Before I get to today's take action content, I just wanna talk really quick about the Financial Blogger Conference. Uh, This is the conference that I did the opening keynote for last week, and I just wanna say thank you to everyone who was there, everyone who helped put that event together. It was such an amazing experience. Uh, It was so great to get up on stage and be the first one to sort of uh, set the tone for the conference, and there's gonna be a video of my presentation on the Smart Passive Income blog within the next week or so so please look out for that and uh, thank you especially to stephanie from wiredadvisor.com who sponsored one of the smart passive income community meetups that we held there in st louis uh, last friday night and that was an awesome awesome time everybody had a great time there now on to today's featured content which features a guest who you might remember from episode 46 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. His name is Dane Maxwell. And the last time he was with us, he talked about how to build a business with no ideas, no expertise, and no money. And that episode, episode 46, is the top most downloaded podcast of all time from the Smart Passive Income Podcast archives. That was downloaded over 125,000 times. And a lot of people listened to that episode and a lot of people did take action. One of those people was a recent guest on the Smart Passive Income podcast, episode 82. His name was Carl Mattiola. He actually listened to that episode, took action, quit his job at Tesla and is now running a software company that is helping people in the physical therapy industry. And he's doing really, really well. He talks all about his success and how he went step by step from his day job all the way to what he does now in episode 82. Now, we're bringing Dane back on the show today because as many people that did take action after listening to to that episode, uh, episode 46, of course, a lot of people didn't take action and still haven't take an action. And Dane wanted to come on to really tackle what was going on, um, you know, internally with with people who don't take action because, you know, a lot of things, a lot of times we believe that, you know, we don't do things or we aren't finding success because of the things that aren't out there for us. Courses, products, you know, a lot of people try different things, buy a number of different, th- a number of different things, try a number of different courses and, and and things like that. And still things don't work out. Well, a lot of times the issue isn't what's going on around us but it's going on it's what's going on within us and so dane dives deep into the mindset and what's going on really almost physically within us that is holding us back and how to sort of break through that in order to take action so whether you're feeling overwhelmed you've tried things out before or you just are sort of um you know paralyzed to take action uh, this episode is for you i will tell you that while i was recording this You know, I had a really tough time trying to understand everything Dane was saying. It's a lot of, you know, this is a completely different interview than his other interview. His other interview was very strategic, um, and there is some strategy in this one as well, but that one was purely strategic and and tactical. This one sort of goes even beyond that to to what's happening internally. So I want you to to listen to this episode with an open mind. Um, A lot of you are probably going to go into it being like, wow, this might sound kind of crazy, but... You know, after finishing this interview, I was really thinking about all the content that we talked about. And, you know, it's really true. A lot of the success that entrepreneurs have starts from within. And uh, when you can find out what's going on inside of you, you're better able to make things happen on the external. So I'll leave it at that. Let's head on over to the interview with Dane Maxwell. And I hope you enjoy it. All right, Dane, man, what's up? Welcome back to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you, Pat. Dude, you are, and I have to say that because your previous spot here on the Smart Passive Income Podcast in episode 46 was awesome, a lot of great feedback from that. Actually, it is the number one most downloaded episode to date with over 125,000 downloads. And we saw a lot of people take what you said in that episode and actually take action with it. We saw it in episode eighty three with Carl Mattiola and I've gotten a number of emails and messages and even handwritten thank you letters from people who said that they took action, uh, you know, listening listening to that episode and all the great information you talked about and for those of you who didn't listen to that again that's episode 46 with dane maxwell and he talked about how to build a software business based on idea extraction and then helping even having your future customers and clients pay for the development of that software if you remember the title of that episode was how to build the business with no ideas no money and no expertise and it was definitely a hit but I have to say, as many people as there were that took action after listening to that episode with very clear step-by-step directions, most people, obviously, I mean, 125,000 people listened to it, didn't take action. And really, that's what we're going to talk about here today. So we're actually going to sort of rewind. Even before the tactical, strategical stuff, you know, we're going to talk a lot today about, you know, really what's going on as far as taking action. I mean, what are your thoughts on, you know, we hear this all the time, Dane, when we, when we hear about online business and, and entrepreneurship. You got to take action. You got to take action. But, no, but most people don't. Like, why, though?
1: So I've got a number of stories that come to mind. Just two days ago, as of this interview, I met a, I met a guy named Chris, and he's a 23 year old graduate, and he's actually a computer programmer. And he graduated with an aerospace engineering degree. He's a super smart engineer, brilliant mind. He pulled out his ukulele and played while my guitar gently weeps for me. He he watched the foundation videos. He found my cell phone number hidden somewhere and sent me a text message. And for some, re- some reason, he, I, I just replied to him. Just the way he wrote me was so compelling. We ended up hanging out. And he found me through your podcast. And he said, episode 46 changed my life forever. And when we sat down, I realized that this guy could have all the tactics in the world and he will eventually be successful on his own. He's one of those guys that's probably, he's on, on track for success, but as an engineer and most, like most engineers, they have a, a particular identity that they attach to themselves where they feel like they have to either have a brand new, completely new I already said that unique, innovative idea that no one else has done before. And it has to be sexy and R&D researched and just totally wicked. Or, and actually, they have this issue with perfectionism. Engineers have a terrible time launching products that are MVP.
0: Mm-hmm. Minimum, mi- for those of you out there listening, what is MVP? That's minimum viable product, meaning it's not you know fully blown with all the bells and whistles. It's just sort of the, the, the minimum effective dosage, as Tim Ferriss would say.
1: <laughs> that's perfect and i love how tapped in you are to your audience to know that they they might not know that that's just a reflection of how how connected you are to your to your audience that's sweet
0: well thank you the
1: the thing about mvps is that you know don't worry be crappy is the is the axiom that many people use and sometimes you want to be crappy sometimes you don't but to an engineer it's almost like death and so an engineer has this identity that they have to be perfect and they have to have a u- new brand new unique idea, not because they need a new unique idea and they don't have to be perfect or to be perfect, but it's because of the identity of who they see themselves as. And so when you go in and w- w- like I love working with engineers because you can go in and dismantle that and, and completely shift the, their identity and put them on a track of success. Now, Chris is on the way to shifting his identity and once we shift his identity so he doesn't have doesn't feel like he has to be perfect and he doesn't feel like he has to have a new unique idea action taking for him will be just a matter of just it will happen automatically because what's going on on a deep unconscious deep emotional level is in the body when you feel the need for perfectionism or you feel the need for a new unique idea it's actually an emotion an emotional response in your body that paralyzes you from taking action so if you can you can you can like if there's a book, uh, I'm, I'm borrowing this analogy from a book. So if you, I'm not making it up. So if you've see, if you heard this before, it's not for me. But if you picture you're riding an elephant, and you're the rider on the elephant, and the elephant wants to turn left, and you want to turn right, you can yank that elephant right, but after like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, you're going to be exhausted because you know what the elephant's going to eventually win and go left. Mm-hmm. And if you're playing the action game trying to ride the elephant, the elephant is your subconscious beliefs. It's your emotional, it's your, it's your emotional awareness. It's all of your emotions. You cannot fight this. You have to address it. Otherwise taking action for you will be, will, will continue just to remain a mystery. So anyway, you think you need another course to get strategies or tactics. But what you really need is to focus on the deep inner game, your belief systems in the world and the belief systems in yourself. And I was thinking, Pat, when we did this interview, like if I died tomorrow, how would I want to be remembered? It's for the information that I'm about to share in this podcast. So if you just focus on the deep inner game, if you focus on what I'm about to share with you, freedom will finally come and you'll feel so free that massive action will be an automatic result. So we had a student in the foundation named Don Traxler. And when Don joined the foundation, he was getting ready to do his phone calls. And we did, a, we did a, a, a phone call together. And I asked him, so Don, how are you feeling about doing your phone calls? He's like, you know, I'm really nervous.
0: These are the phone calls to different markets to actually just hear them out to see what ideas might come up to create businesses yeah. from.
1: Yeah, so the principle behind this is we don't come up with any of our own ideas. In fact, I did a, I did a failure post-mortem Pat two weeks ago. And I figured out about, I've done about 22 or no, no, sorry. Since age 22, I've done 17 different businesses and uh, seven of them worked. The seven that worked, I didn't come up with any of the ideas. The 10 that failed, I came up with all those ideas. (laughs) So I just stopped coming up with my own ideas. I stopped guessing. And I just started going to customers and being like, Hey, what would you buy from me if I was smart enough to offer it to you? And you can legitimately ask that question. People are like, "Oh, dude, I've been looking for this X Y Z thing forever." Well, great. Let me go build it for you. So, anyway, that's the premise of the foundation. You go and you talk to customers and you ask them and you help you find the pain. And so that's what Don Traxer is about. Ready to do now. Don is a college. Don is a college graduate. He's in New York. He's working at a at a high end construction company, and he's friggin' miserable, absolutely miserable. And like Chris who listened to your podcast, Don said every time he went to his job, he felt like he was getting the life sucked out of him. Right. And so when Don was there, I love that subtle, right? Cause you can totally resonate with that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's just, it's, 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 profound. If you're stuck in your cubicle, I'm sorry, let's get you out. And so Don was working at the company and he's getting ready to do his idea extraction calls. And I say, Don, so how are you feeling about it? He's like, well, I'm nervous. And so I I start to go in and I, and I start to, to must like kind of gently go into where his body is storing this emotion and it was stored in his chest. And when we gave his chest a voice, this voice came up and, and said, you know, uh, you don't, you don't belong here. You, you don't deserve to be an entrepreneur.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Okay. What do you mean? This sounds <laughs> kind of weird right now. And I think a lot of people in the audience are thinking the same thing and I'm not trying to play this down a little. I, I, I. I I would just want to know what do you mean by the voices in his chest? How do you know that? And what does that what, what does that even mean?
1: Yeah, let me say that a different way. So when you're when you have a limiting belief or an identity issue running your life, it's an emotional energy stuck in your body. Now you can you can dismiss this all you want, but if you aren't taking action and you're not where you want to be in life, then you better listen up. Or you can continue to stay where you're at.
0: Well, I like what you said in the beginning. You know how I know I know a lot of people who haven't taken action. But they buy a ton of courses, they read a lot of blogs, they listen to a lot of podcasts, and they still have yet to take the action required. They might take a quick action here and there and might meet a wall really quickly and then stop and just say, okay, well, this thing I just bought doesn't work. I'm going to go on to the next thing. I know a bunch of people who've spent hundreds, you know, thousands of dollars on things and still haven't gotten anywhere. I mean, is that a sign that the courses and the things that they're reading and, and listening to? You aren't working or is it something within and i i think what you're talking about is this you know maybe it's not those things it's something else inside and what i'm really excited about with this episode is you know this is stuff that's like okay you don't need to spend money to figure this out you just need to understand what's going on inside of you
1: Yes. And the thing about this is if you knew what was blocking you, then you'd have it figured out already. That's the, that's the mere definition of a block. You can't actually see what's blocking you, which is why you need someone else to shine a light on this. When you apply consciousness or awareness to anything, it begins to shift. So anyway, when, when emotion is, is stuck, it's usually stuck in your stomach, your chest, your throat, or your head. In this case, I asked Don, where is it stuck at? And and, and at the end of this interview or in the show notes, Pat, I'm going to give away the entire MP3 of me doing this session with Don so you can listen. You can see the whole thing go down before you you judge this as good or bad for yourself. Listen to that. But let me tell you what's important. What's, What's important is not whether or not you believe what I'm about to say. What's important is Don Traxler's results. And what happened for Don is he was engaged at the time. He was working at a job in New York and now seven months later he ended his engagement. He quit his job in New York and he's now living in Boulder, Colorado and he partnered with someone and he's got, he's got a business running full time doing live chat support for websites and it's doing very well. I think there were $2,000 a month in their first, first month releasing and they're growing. And, and he got rejected and his, he got his butt kicked all up and down the court for about six months. And now if you now imagine, so what happened for Don is he had this, this, this feeling in his chest. And what you do is you say, Hey, Don, if you, if you were to give your chest a voice, it's trying to tell you something. What do you think your chest is trying to tell you? And he's like, Whoa, this is weird. I don't even know what's going on, but my chest is, I don't deserve to be an entrepreneur. So anyway, we went in and we reversed this belief by following a very specific framework. And in about 15 minutes to 30 minutes, I asked him, What's the opposite thought of this? Like we got to the point and all of a sudden his whole energy changed. And he said, no, it's weird. It's it's not like I don't deserve to be an entrepreneur. And he was kind of like hesitant. He goes, I was born to be an entrepreneur. And it came deep from within and his whole body expanded and that was the day his life changed. When his identity went from, huh, entrepreneurs, I don't really feel like I'm part of that crowd. Entrepreneurs, I don't really feel like I belong. Entrepreneurs, I'm not really sure if I can actually do that stuff to know I was born to be an entrepreneur. And now, the, and now his life will never be the same. And I could have given him all the tactics and all the strategies in the world. But he could have never done it. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you have any doubt in your mind whether you can be an entrepreneur or not, this could be your ticket home. I have another example and I can't I'm not going to mention this guy's name because it's it's kind of it's 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 a little it's, it's not really embarrassing to me but he would like it to be kept private and I do want to share it and he's okay with that if I don't use his name so
0: Sure.
1: Um this gentleman second guessed himself all the time. And he would his process in the foundation was okay, let me try this out. Ah, wait, no, no. Let me, let me take a step back. Okay. Let me try this. Okay. Wait, wait, let me take a step back. Okay. Let me try this. Okay. Wait, let me take a step back. And meanwhile, every time he's making his taking a step back, he's asking someone in the foundation, a question for validation and approval that what he's about to do is right. He did this off and on and off and on for six months to the point where I watched him and I was watching it about six months in and we had a phone call and I was like, dude, what is going on? And so anyway, this is where stuff's going to get really weird, but I applied a technique called muscle testing and I zeroed in and I, so the, the thing is with emotional trauma, like this, 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 this guy had emotional trauma and, and he could, if you're second guessing yourself all the time and, you, and you're really nervous about making the wrong decision, that's totally like, if that's you, that's okay. There's something at the core of that, that once addressed, you'll totally lighten up. And so anyway, we fi- I find out where this energy is, is stuck in, in this guy's body. And we find out it's in his stomach. And when issues are stuck in your stomach, it's generally an issue with acceptance or rejection. So anyway, I apply this technique called muscle testing, Pat. And if, your audience didn't, if I didn't lose your audience, then I'll lose them now.
0: <laughs> well, I'm still trying to figure out where I'm at. <laughs> well, so what's not important is, the, is, is
1: whether you believe the process or not. What's important is that you understand his result. And Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, said when you're a forward-thinking entrepreneur out to change the world, you're going to you're gonna have to tolerate being understood for a while while the world catches up to your belief. And this is totally true. This stuff totally works. And if we were back and the world was flat and I told you the world was round, you would call me crazy. And right now this is what I'm telling you, that the world is round and this stuff works. So don't be the guy thinking that this world is flat when it's really round because this stuff's amazing. And you don't have to believe me. Just look at the results. So this guy, we go in and we find out this thing in his stomach. And like if you have – if you're trouble second-guessing yourself, zero into where you feel that in your body. For this guy, it was stuck in his stomach.
0: So you can literally feel where – like you said stomach, chest, throat, and and head. Like how do I know where these doubts are coming from? Can I literally feel them? Oh, totally. I've never thought to think to myself, where in my body am I feeling these doubts when I feel these doubts, but I'll try that the next time. But it's kind of interesting that you're asking them, okay, where well, where is this? And then you can kind of gauge sort of what the underlying, um, you know, deeper inner thoughts are, are are happening here.
1: Well, here's what happened with him. So I found out that I did, I applied this, this technique called muscle testing and you can Google it and you'll find people are like, oh, it's not scientifically based. Oh, it doesn't work. But the thing is, it does work for, it did work for, for me and this gentleman. And, and so what happened was we found out I was doing this technique and I was like, Oh wow, the source. So, so here's the thing. When you have this emotional issue, all emotional issues, almost all emotional issues have a source, a source trauma that's deeply stuck. And in emotions that you bury, they never die. Every emotion that you bury and don't feel is stuck in your body until you go feel it. So all you need to do the way to freedom, the path to freedom is this is, this is the fastest path to freedom. This is the coolest stuff I've ever found in my life. This is why the foundation had 41 students graduate with a paying customer in their business an insanely high success rate. It's because of this stuff now. So this gentleman, we go in, I find out, Hey, what happened at age 14? And like, he's like, Whoa, uh, and he got silent. And then all of a sudden about 30 seconds later, he breaks down in tears. And he's like, oh, I remember making a decision, and then I remember my mom reaming me for making a wrong decision. And she made me feel stupid. She made me feel incompetent, and she made me feel worthless for making such a wrong decision. And ever since then, I have not been able to make a decision in my life. In fact, I'm stuck in college, and I switched my majors three or four times because I've been unable to make a decision we go in and we feel the felt sensation and I'm like, I'm crying with him cause I'm like feeling him. Like in order to do this work, you get really present and you start feeling like you just, you can feel the felt sensation. If you, if you just go into your body, you can really feel where people are at. So, you know, and he, he's, he's on that, he's on the other line and he's crying and, and, and about one or two minutes passes. And then he's like, Oh, I feel a lot better. So you go back, you find if, if you're second guessing yourself, you find the emotion, it's stuck in your stomach. You can you can, you can can just feel that energy, but then once you trace it back to its origin and you feel the, the root sensation, it's uncomfortable for a little bit, but then once you feel it, the emotion goes away, and then you're free. So what happened for this guy is he felt for about two minutes, maybe three or four, he's like, wow, I feel a lot better. And it wasn't but about two or three weeks later that he got some coaching from another member in the foundation, and he closed his first $10,000 deal. Nearly instantly
0: well, it sounds like you're sort of playing psychiatrist here, and you're sort of you know the person's on the couch or whatever and lying down and the psychiatrist is really trying this is, to this really- is the
1: furthest this is the furthest thing from psychiatry. all we're doing we're, I'm not asking i didn't I didn't ask him to tell me about childhood trauma we just we just felt the feeling for a little bit and then he became free
0: We're yeah. not how, how, how did you know it was something that happened when he was 14?
1: Well, this is a process that we use in the foundation. And and I just I'm very intuitive and I I just kind of go into this and I feel it and and I apply muscle testing and it's totally woo-woo and totally out there, but this guy is now free. And so this is the deep identity stuff. And you don't need to do the woo-woo stuff that I'm talking about. But what I want you to understand is that taking action is not a matter of tactics. If you're like Don Traxler or you're like this other gentleman. Where you don't think you could be an entrepreneur, or you're always second guessing yourself. I want you to understand that no tactic on the planet's ever going to free you. What's going to free you is shifting your identity. What's going to free you is shifting a belief.
0: Yeah, I can That's, 100% agree with you on that because if you don't believe it's going to happen yourself, um, it's not going to happen at all.
1: Now, there's there's another gentleman that that we did this with, and and we have trained a number of we've we've had a number of successful foundation students that have been trained in neuro-linguistic programming to do the kind of, excuse me, to do the kind of stuff that I'm talking about with you here. And and so if if you are the kind of person, you know, the foundation teaches you how to build a software company. But really, I if, if you build a software company, that's great, I'm happy for you. And at the same time, what I'm really interested in is the personal transformation that you have to go through to become the kind of person that can hold a software company in your hand. Wow, look at, look at, how, what kind of person do you have to become to be able to hold a company in your hand? And if you want a business right now and you want freedom right now and you don't have it, that's not a good feeling. That wanting of something and not having it is not a pleasant feeling at all. And if you're struggling and you've been wanting this for a while, the longer you go wanting it and the longer you go not getting it, the more painful that feels. So if I can sit with just one person a day, and say, hey, what is it that you're wanting in your life? And what do you think is stopping you? And then go in and help free them emotionally. And they can go and have what they want. Then, I've, then I'll have then i consider my life a total success. Because my reason why for living is to end that suffering of people not getting what they want. So this is the whole process. And I think we can break it down a heck of a lot more, which I want to.
0: Okay. Let's hear it.
1: So... The the third example I want to talk about, the third story was, uh, was a gentleman, and, and uh, I won't mention his name either because I haven't asked permission. And, and this guy, he's in his 40s and he's a musician and he's never really been known to have money in his life. So we get to the phase in the foundation where you have to start selling your product and he's extracted a sick idea. He's got uh, an iPad app that helps solar installers install more solar panels on homes is really cool idea. You know, you've extracted the pain he got, he hasn't built the product yet in order. And in order to build the product, you have to pre-sell it first. If you build a product before you pre-sell it in the foundation, we kick you out. You're not allowed to build a product until you've gotten a sale. So he's got to sell, he's got to sell the product now and he can't sell it for the life of him. Now he, when it comes to asking for money, totally, totally crippled and paralyzed. So, we go through this limiting belief session and I don't do any of this woo-woo muscle testing. This time I'm just like, where, when you, so I go back to when you asked for money, where do you feel it in your body? He's like, Oh gosh, I'm so nervous. I'm like, yeah, we're at stomach, throat, chest, or head. And he's like, cause in my stomach. And I was like, great. So let's just go into that for a little bit. And we found out that like he thought that it was his biological descent and in his legacy for his whole family and the whole origin of his family to be poor. And he got this belief from his father, who told him that money is the hardest thing in the world to make. And if you and if you make money you're evil, because the only way to make a lot of money is to manipulate or take advantage of other people. Now, if you've learned that belief from your parents, how in the world are you supposed to go out and be successful when every time you make a lot of money, you you subconsciously feel, even if you're doing it ethically, you still subconsciously feel like you're manipulating or taking advantage of people. Mm-hmm. So once he became like literally you don't have like therapist is I kind of like I kind of feel a little distaste to test for, for that for what I'm for that when I Think about this, but I can also see how you use the word. But what we're talking about is consciousness, applying consciousness and awareness to these issues. And once you apply this, like once you become aware basically consciousness is being like, okay, I'm aware I have this block now. See this guy, he had a block around money and he didn't even know what it was. As soon as he found out that it was from his father and his father said this and it wasn't true, boom, it freed him. There was no more fixing that needed to be done. The body naturally wants to be happy, but the body can't be happy when this stuff is blocking it. And a block is a block because you can't see a block. So These are are three examples. One guy can't ask for money. One guy can't do his phone calls. One guy second guesses himself all the time. Now they're all completely free.
0: And simply because they found the origin of where those thoughts are coming from.
1: Yes. And the thought is typically a, a stuck emotion in the body. So I know the ins and outs of how taking action really works. And I know it gets in the way. And when it comes to taking action, when it comes to living life, there's five core fears. The first is the fear of success. The second is the fear of failure. The third is the fear of change. The fourth is the fear of losing your identity. And the fifth is the fear of worthlessness. Now, there are a number of things stuck in there like you know, you know perfectionism or you know, you're, you, you're overwhelmed or you doubt yourself a lot. And that could be in different things. But I tell you what really screws with people is the identity stuff because if you believe that you're actually a failure and you th- and you you think that your friends and family see you as a failure we have a lot of people sabotage themselves inside the foundation because they have a fear of success it's the whole two steps forward one step back or one step forward two steps back or whatever it is they're always going to be successful and they're like whoa whoa I could actually be successful I better sabotage this because the the pain of being successful would mean you have to give up your old identity of being a failure and if you give up your old identity being a failure, then your parents and your friends and family all now see you as success, and that can be pretty uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the uh, you know secrets of the millionaire mind, T. Harvecker, he has this list of sort of mantras that you should believe and, and say to yourself, and I actually have them printed out and up here on my desk so I can look at them every day, and I do read them to myself. Um, you know, a, a lot of these here that I'm actually looking at this list right now, are actually related to, to what you're saying, especially when it comes to the fear of success. I know that's a real thing because I've had the same, same ideas myself. Um, a lot of people feel weird about receiving money and, uh, like, like in that, that other person's case. And one of these mantras here is to say to yourself, you know, I am an excellent receiver. I'm open and willing to receive massive amounts of money into my life. And when I can believe that, um, you know, it, it, it is more likely that it'll happen or at least I'll be accepting to it so I don't sabotage myself like you were saying. Um, here's another one. What I heard about money isn't necessarily true. I choose to adopt new ways of thinking that support my happiness and success. Uh, and then, just sort of the over underlying theme here is you know, my inner world creates my outer world.
1: That's so good. When you said the first one, I felt my stomach completely relax and be like, yes, I love receiving money. Now, when Pat said that, if your body got tight anywhere, that's something to focus on. Interesting. So it is interesting and it's actually completely amazing to, to, to realize that the, the real game of entrepreneurship is played on the emotional level. The deep inner game of entrepreneurship is where things are won. Now, I have one of my friends wanted, you know, this, this podcast is really about how to finally take action even if you're overwhelmed, lost and you don't know where to start. Okay. in in, in order to get you to take action, I want to give you some really specific action exercises and I want to give you a chance to work with me personally. And, but I also want to tell you a story about what happens when you start becoming this kind of person. So I have a friend and he wanted to get, he wanted to get free rent for a year. So what he did is he called up radio stations and he asked the radio stations if they had any unused advertising minutes and all radio stations have unused advertising minutes. They said yes. He said, "Great, can I buy them for fifty cents on the dollar?" The radio station said yes because they were going to go unused. So he got that block. He called up a bunch of radio stations. and got a block of like thousands of minutes of unused advertising space. Then he called up two or three property management companies and he said, "Hey, would you guys like to advertise on the radio for fifty cents on the dollar?" And they're like, "Yeah." He's like, "Great." There's only one condition: I want to live free for a year. He got one property management company to agree, yes, and he got free rent for a year. Now. This is the kind of world that becomes open to you when you become the identity of entrepreneur, the identity of like negotiate. Like I was listening to your Noah Kagan podcast and Noah is a brilliant guy. And this is like the way – like the, the the world that Noah sees is so different from the world that many other people see. And he just sees the world through a different lens. And once you start to breathe entrepreneur, think once, – once you become the kind of person that thinks, eats and breathes entrepreneur, things like this getting free rent for a year, they become – sort of second nature. So we can talk about, you know, there. there's another reason about the taking action. You know, Carl Mattiola was one of the most successful students in the foundation. The guy's absolutely brilliant. Now, in Carl's interview, did you talk about how he shifted his, his identity at all?
0: Yeah, I mean, we talked a lot about his fears going into idea extraction and calling. Um, and then, you know, even beyond that, just working with the the, the customers that he got to pay for his stuff and 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 then you know once he saw you know his first customer he made a mind shift change and i think that's when he finally believed in himself and i know for a lot of people taking action you know is difficult but that one first small win really just changes everything and i'm not sure if that sort of is a big enough event to sort of forget or just Overlook everything that is inside that is holding people back. Um, But I know that's, that's a big reason why a lot of people finally succeed is because they just start and they finally appreciate those small wins. Another thing I know is, and, and this was, this is what was it for me when I got laid off, you know, my back was up against the wall. And I was completely fearful of doing a lot of these things that I ended up doing simply because I had no choice. And I will be honest with you, I didn't really look inside of myself beforehand. I was just like, I have no choice but to succeed. So I have to do this. And then when it was finally, I got that first two customers on that, uh, that first day I sold my ebook. That's when I knew that you know this is a change for me. This is the direction I should be going.
1: I love that you said that. And for me, that was the same case for me. Like my back was up against the wall. So all the fears and everything, they, they, had, they had to be there while I was taking action. You know, like I couldn't just sit there and address them because I didn't even know how. But once you have the emotional awareness, you can actually address it at the same time. Now, this, is, this, this identity stuff is, is really important. And if your back's not up against the wall and you're kind of comfortable, it's a really bad place to be because you're like 90% happy.
0: Right. That, that's a thing. Like I always tell people, you know, if I wasn't laid off, I would probably still be doing architecture and I'd probably be happy. But I wouldn't know what it would be like to be this happy or do these kinds of things or even understand what this whole online business and, and this world that I'm in now is all about. Um, a lot of people are complacent. And there was a whole documentary about that, that uh, Adam Baker from Man really? vs. Debt film called I'm Fine, Thanks. You know, people say that in defense. I'm fine. Thanks. When really on the inside, something else is going on. So if you haven't seen that d- documentary, um, I'm actually in it. Uh, you can check it out. That's I'm Fine Thanks. You can just do a Google search and you'll find that documentary. It has a lot to do with the stuff we're talking about here today.
1: Yeah, and so there are the, – when your back's not up against the wall and you have identity issues, you're just like – you're sabotaged everywhere. And you know some people that join the foundation, they join for false reasons why to be successful, if you will. Like, for example, uh, you know, I have, you know, if, if I have a, if I have someone who joins and they join to kind of prove their worth to their husband or wife or prove their worth to their parents or prove their worth to themselves, it's, it's, it can work, but it's not very fun for them versus, You know, the guy that came over that listened to your podcast, that dude wants to have an impact on the world. I was like, so why do you want to do this? He's like, I want to have an impact on the world. Okay, you're you're, you're solid. So, you know, Carl, now what Carl didn't talk about with you in that interview is that he reversed 28, 29, or 30 different identity-based limiting beliefs. And he didn't talk about that with you, did he?
0: Uh, He didn't get into that much detail, but are you saying he had... Twenty-eight to thirty things that were holding him back that he consciously made a decision to switch. Yes. What were some of those things?
1: I don't even know.
0: Well, we should he's get Carl back on the show then.
1: We should get Carl back, <laughs> and and we can include a document of he's actually got them all documented. He he wrote them all and he looked at it every day. But it, it's it was twenty like that was the sauce that was like he could he have been successful without it maybe. But it was the limiting belief stuff that really freed him up to be successful.
0: Do you have any idea of maybe a few that maybe be might be common between some of your students? Limiting beliefs that some of your students have. I mean, we talked about the most most common fears. I'm sure some of them were fear of se- success, uh, you know, change in ID, um, you know, fear of failures. I know a huge one for a lot of people too, especially in the eyes of their parents and their friends and their their spouses and significant others.
1: I have, okay, so I opened up Carl's document. I've got quite a few of them here. So Carl says my limiting beliefs. He's like, I'm, he says, feeling it in my chest and my stomach, worried that this is all fake and I'm not going to get anywhere. I'm concerned that the problems I find in my market may be too complicated to solve. I'm worried that this is going to cause me so much stress that it will make me sick and live in an unhealthy way. I don't know if I can sustain a high energy level and keep plugging away to get this done. I'm concerned that people will think I'm a sleazy sales guy on the phone. I'm afraid of what people may think of me if I try new things because I do not want them to see me fail. I'm nervous that now that I've chosen an idea so that those were those when he was getting started and now he's got to believe now his beliefs are shift. I'm nervous that now that I've chosen an idea, my idea will not work out and people will not want to help me build it. I feel anxious about the new competition coming into my space and that I will lose my prospects to them. And all of these I'm telling you have all been cleared by him. And this is why, in my opinion, Carl's been successful and this is why i'm shocked that people don't talk about this online it's almost like it's this dismissed thing but i'm what i'm talking about right now this is the path to freedom this is the path to action
0: yeah carl talked about a few of those things he talked about his competitor and how he felt and also just wondering if his idea is going to finally take off and you know trying to get customers to pay for it before it was built yeah he talked he talked about a few of those things and what was going through his head and that Honestly, was some really, really interesting and insightful information from Carl during that episode, episode 82. Um, and that's stuff that we all think of. And I think it's really cool that you actually have a document of him sharing that information with, with you and the other people in the group because then he identifies it and he, and he knows that that's there holding them back. So what's, what's our call to action for those of us listening who are either just starting out or maybe we have a business and it's not taking off to where we want it to go what is what is our call to action what can we do should we create a list like this and how do we do that
1: well here here's the just to kind of wrap up the uh, the carl thing the, the one of the very most important things that we see in all of our successful students and I have for myself is is and you probably have for yourself pat is a deep reason why we're doing what we're doing oh yeah and and like I told you the bad ones like validation and proof that you're valued to others and stuff. Listen, here, here were Carl's whys. Um, I'm going, he said, my why is I want to be at the mansion party at the end of the foundation. I want my customers to love me and trust me. I want to offer my customers as much value as I can, far more than they pay. I want to be honest. I want to be uber curious. My customers and even others will be raving fans. I'll have at least 500 customers at $100 per month, which is 50 dollars a month and 600 dollars a year. My business is automated. I spend two hours per day on a max. I spend the rest of my time to teach other people or how I help people. And this is one of the cool things about we notice in the foundation is like people are so impact driven and they love to teach. And then he'll have time to spend with his girlfriend. He'll have time to go. surf. he now surfs every morning while everyone else is working at Tesla. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to surf and work every day or work from Tahoe. If I feel like it, I want to be free of corporate America and be my own boss. I want to be able to support my parents like when you have this written out and you look at it like Carl did every day, how, what can stop you from taking action? And then you start, then you start taking action. You have the doubts. The, all these doubts come up while you take action and you use our limiting belief framework to reverse it. You're now unstoppable. And so the limiting belief framework you can find with Byron Katie at thework.com it's a, it's a, it's a free thing. And I would never put that behind it's It's Byron Katie stuff, but I would never put that kind of thing behind a paywall because this is stuff that I want to use to change the world. And now when it comes to taking action, a lot of your audiences either like they got to find, they feel like they got to find their passion or they feel like they got to find an idea or they have to have an idea. Well, let me tell you, you don't, <clears throat> you don't need to find your passion, make your passion, make your passion solving painful problems. Make your passion the process of you becoming free. Make that your passion. Okay. And then just start taking action and make your passion being freedom. So that means that you don't, if, you know, you don't, if if you're passionate about bird feeders or you're passionate about like yoga, you're passionate about this, like my recommendation is not to go in those areas. My recommendation is to become passionate about the process of you becoming free. And if that doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. You don't have to do this. But what I'm about to give you is an exercise that you can go out and find painful problems to solve. And when you go out and do this action, I want you to do it with, your friend, with a friend or a family member or a, 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 an uncle or a relative that you know that owns a business, but someone close to you. Now, when it comes to finding painful problems, there are, there are a few places where you can go and find endless sources of pain. And those sources are your to-do list, your email inbox, and your calendar. So if you have someone and you have them walk you through their to-do list and you say, all right, so take me through your to-do list. And they take you through all the 10 items or the five or 10 items of your to-do list. And you say, great, what's the most painful one on there? What's the one that you dread doing the most? That's a really painful issue. There's probably a product that could be solved around it. If you go inside the email inbox, I'll give you a really specific example. If you're inside a real estate agent's email inbox and you ask him, hey, just walk me through the last 20 emails in your inbox. I don't need to know personal details. I'm not trying to do that. I just want to know the general idea. And then realtor comes across the email with a contract for a listing or a pending offer that needs to be signed. You say, okay, well, of all the emails you mentioned, what's the most painful email? Oh, this contract thing. Well, why is it painful? Oh, i got to print it off. i got to sign it. i got to scan it and put it back and in, in, in attach it and send another email. Well, electronic signature software could have been birthed from going through the pain in someone's email inbox. And an email inbox is nothing more than an endless source of painful problems. That yep. You can go in <laughs> and find and a, a number of great ideas. The next is the calendar. Now, we say, show me the events on your calendar that you dread the most. Oh, this thing about a website redesign. Well, how do you go about doing that right now? What tools are you using? Are you happy with those tools? And you can just start diving into the calendar. Now, you think to come up with a great business, you think to start a business, you need to come up with a great business idea. But really, great business ideas come from finding painful problems. So if you just focus on finding pain, then you'll have all the business ideas you never you, you ever need. Now, If if you don't, if you think you need to be an expert, you don't need to be an expert. If you just write down and define that pain super clearly, you can hire an expert. You can hire in software guys. You can hire an ebook expert. You can hire in anyone to come and create the product for you. And if it's scary, totally understandable. It was for me for all the software businesses, software not businesses, but software products that I built within my business. Always scared of hiring software. So if it's scary, that's totally understandable. But what would you rather do? Would you rather go to school for three or four years to become an expert or would you rather interview someone to find their pain, hire an expert and have a business in like three months? You know, I, I my, my buddy is, my, my buddy's making about four grand or five grand a month right now and he's just getting ready to quit his job. And he's helping LASIK surgeons generate more leads on their website because he was asking LASIK surgeons, hey, what's your pain? They're like, they need more customers. And so he went into their website and found all these holes. And so he signed up for AWeber and he's paying AWeber 20 bucks a month. And then he's turning around and selling AWeber for 400 bucks a month on an area exclusive offer to LASIK surgeons. And what happens if you go to a LASIK surgeon's website, after 30 seconds, a pop up comes up and it says, hey, are you a candidate for LASIK? Take our quiz. Are your eyes dry or round? Are your eyes this or that? Like whatever the quiz is. Mm-hmm. And then they enter their email address and he's got a follow-up sequence he's written to drive leads into the business. Now a LASIK surgeon pays 400 bucks a month for this and if they get one deal, it's, it's worth it. One deal a month, it's worth it to them. Now would you rather go to school for eight or 10 years to become a LASIK surgeon or would you just rather develop your entrepreneurial mindset and sell a pop-up form for 400 bucks a month? and have more freedom than a LASIK surgeon, and have more income potential. He's only making five grand because that's what he wants. Now, if your passion truly is becoming a LASIK surgeon, don't dismiss your passion and go do that. If you really enjoy that, go do that. I'm not saying to ignore your passion in that way. I'm saying if you're trying to find your – here, here's what I didn't like about what I said earlier. If you're, try, if you're stuck If you're stuck from taking action because you're trying to find your passion, then switch it up and try something else. But if you have your passion and you are taking action, good for you.
0: That's what I'll say. Okay. Awesome. Now I want to go back really quick. You were talking about Carl and his lists, and that's really interesting to me because I think something like that could be really beneficial. You know, it's sort of like uh, it, it, it's sort of like a brain dump or a a mind map, if you will. Because when you have a bunch of ideas and things going on in your head, in your body, wherever, and you you put it on paper and you see it. It becomes clear and you can organize it. That's the benefit of mind mapping. Well, I think that's sort of what Carl's doing. And so, I mean, how would you recommend that we develop this list? And I, I, you know, I was trying to think of a name for this while you were talking, you know, he has his list of why nots, which you talked about, but also his list of why's. So maybe it's a list of your why's and why nots. Why aren't you taking action? What's holding you back? What's what are you scared of versus well, why do you want to take action? What's on the other side? What are you doing this for?
1: That feels awesome. And you know what? What's going to happen is if you are afraid of taking action, you may actually resist this whole process of writing things down. Because if if you write these things down, like the part of you that's not taking action wants to keep you from taking action.
0: Right, you're going to hold yourself back from actually (laughs) revealing what's down there.
1: Yeah, totally. So...
0: So how do we extract that stuff or what can we do?
1: Well, you know, you, if you need to assess your desire level, if your desire level is not at a hundred percent, this isn't really that worth it to you. But if your desire, like you're one of those people, your desire level is a hundred percent and you're still not getting the results. Cause if you have like, you know, on the left hand side of a whiteboard, you have you and on the right hand side, you have a goal. And then the line in between is the action you take to get to that goal. If you don't get your if you don't get to the goal, it's not that the action itself is broken. It's that there's a belief about something there that's like preventing it from happening. Now you can re-switch your actions up and do things like that, but you're not going to be able to re-switch your actions up if the belief is wrong. So what I recommend is just set a timer for 10 minutes. And put that timer down and then do your best to write down everything you think that's stopping you from taking action. You're probably going to come up with a list like self-doubt, fear of failure, and and you know the, the, the list perfectionism, worried what my friends or family are going to think. Then take those sentences through Byron Katie's process at thework.com. And you can print out an exercise and follow along and completely reverse the belief all on your own. Now I will tell you it is a difficult thing to do on your own. So if you would like to have someone do it with you, you can probably Google search limiting belief reversal experts. We also offer this kind of thing inside the foundation. And I really recommend having someone else help you through it because a blind spot's a blind spot's a block to block because you can't really see it. Right, but as right. long but as long as you get those things out in writing, set your set your iPhone like at the end of this podcast. If you haven't been taking action, set your iPhone timer for 10 minutes, pull out a sheet of paper or pull up a Google doc and start typing in every, every reason why you haven't taken action. I'll give you like what I would do right now. And this is what I have done. Every reason why you haven't taken action. Then below it, write down where the, where you feel the most energy. You're like, wow, you know, I'm really afraid of what my parents will think. Close your eyes, take a deep breath and picture your stomach, your chest, your throat, or your head and be like, wow, I really feel that in my stomach. Then I want you to go in and ask for more of that uncomfortable feeling. Okay, you're going to go in and – and I actually had – I did this process so many times. I had one genius guy in the foundation like edit an MP3 so he could walk himself through the process every time this happened to him. And I don't know where that MP3 went, but you – you, so you have the stomach, ask for more of that feeling. Then when the feeling gets amplified and uncomfortable enough, stay with that discomfort. And then see if you can't like give your stomach a voice and be like, hey – I feel you're uncomfortable. Are you here to tell me anything? Because all these uncomfortable parts in your body are really trying to talk to you. And if you're not feeling them and you're ignoring them and you're trying to outthink them or you're saying this is stupid or whatever and you're shutting them down, you're really causing yourself a lot of suffering. So write down these thoughts. Find the source of energy in your body. Feel it. Ask it to give you a voice. And then just that's it. That's it. Those are the first three things you need to do. And you'll start to notice that you live your life from a completely different space. Now what happens when – When, when you find something like this, the, the effects are exponential and and, and they ripple throughout every area of your life. So when that gentleman learned to stop second guessing himself and he got his first $10,000 deal,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: his his intimate, like his, his relationships changed. He became more confident. Like he lived life differently. It's, it's not like you, you change this in this area. Like I believe that entrepreneurship is a remarkable path for personal growth and self discovery.
0: Right. Nice so what, are you, what, are
1: you, what are you thinking right now? Like, Is this ex- anything like what you expected?
0: No, I mean, to be honest with you, it's not what I expected when we started this call. But I like the information and you, you, you speak to me because this is a lot of the same stuff I was feeling when I was getting started. Now that I think about it, you know, just... It, you know, a lot of the fears that were holding me back and luckily I had my back up against the wall and I took action and I appreciated the small wins on and, and I had a lot of other people working with me that I could ask questions with uh, or working with me that I can ask questions to to, to guide me forward when I just wanted to quit um, but a lot of that was probably because of all the stuff that was happening internally which was probably coming from my past you know just growing up knowing that I always wanted to work that 9 to 5 job that that was the right thing to do that Um, you know, that was the path that successful people take. Um, And it took me getting laid off, thankfully, to understand that that's, that's not what's right for me. And I'm not saying that's not right for everybody. Um, But that helped me discover really who I wanted to be or what I could become. And, you know, it, it worked out. And so, you know, I know what a lot of the audience is thinking right now. This is a little woo woo, I guess you could say. And, I think I want to make sure that people out there listen have, uh, are, are, who are listening are listening with an open mind because, you know, it's really easy to dismiss a lot of the stuff, but I know a lot of the stuff is proven as well. And, you know, if you aren't taking action and you're not finding the success you want to, you might, you might want to start looking within instead of externally. Mm-hmm. I, you
1: know, I feel myself being a little preachy on this podcast and and I feel like I'm a little preachy because I really, really want people to get this. And I also feel a little preachy because, you know, it is a little out there and I feel a little uncomfortable sharing it. And I think that's why I feel preachy. You know, as I was giving this presentation, I was really aware to a lump in my throat. And as I was speaking, I was aware of this lump in my throat and I was kind of checking in with myself. And it was because, you know, Dane, just chill out, relax, but being so preachy. And so now that I address this feeling in my throat, my throat's completely relaxed, and I don't know if you can feel my presence drop in a little more even. But I, I want I want people just to consider the fact that the the game of life is played in the body, not in the mind, and 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 it, it's 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 the body first. The body will rule the mind. You can write, try and outthink and neglect and ignore, but once you start working with the body, like it just feels amazing. So. What I have, what I'd like to offer your audience is, is the MP3 of Don Traxler's identity getting reversed. Okay. So you, can li- you can listen to that and actually see the experience of what it's like to reverse an identity. And I really recommend you start there.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to get that a listen. That sounds very interesting.
1: The, the other thing is I'd love to offer one of your listeners uh, 30 minutes with me for free. And if so, if you just post in the comments and share with me what you think is stopping you from taking action, what is holding you back? And the story that moves me the most, the story that is most impactful, I will pick and you'll get 30 minutes with me and I'll work personally with you and take you through this this process. So post below for why you haven't taken action.
0: Now, is this specifically for someone who hasn't even started working? Or is this, you know, you know, someone's fearful of of even getting started? Or is this, uh, you know, the 30 minute talk or Skype talk with you? Is this for someone who perhaps has taken action, just hasn't taken the right action or, and is trying to discover something maybe internal instead of external that they're doing wrong?
1: You know, I think any and all of the above is what resonates deeply with me there. And if you are in a state where you feel like you're suffering on some level, like, And I'd love to end up in that suffering for you. You know, really, really specific practical thing is I used to have a limit. I've cleared 150 limiting beliefs in the last year. In business, I had a limiting belief that said employees are a burden and employees are a hassle. So I never really wanted to hire any. Well, I cleared that. And now we have a team of nine people working at the foundation. Mm -hmm. And the business is booming because I were cleared one different or one specific limiting belief.
0: Now, what was it inside of you that sort of made that limiting belief a reality for you before?
1: Well, total panic. I actually, you know, I saw my mom try to run a piano studio and she hired all these piano te- piano students, or piano uh, teachers, and she was just miserable running this business. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, and I just I didn't know that was there at the time. But you know, the unconscious mind doesn't know time. So like, if you have a trauma from three years old and you're 30, like my, my, my part, Mrs. partner, Andy Drish, he had perfectionism and he actually found out that it was from age two or three when he had his daughter, when his, he had his sister, his parents told him to be a good little boy. So his sister can follow in his footsteps. And what he made that mean is I have to be perfect. And so once he realized that he was like totally free of perfectionism, now he's like, Taking action, taking action like a boss. For for me, with the limiting belief in the employee thing, it was in my like my solar plexus and my stomach and my whole body was like, oh god, I can't like, I gotta pay them and manage them and hire them and like they're gonna suck the life out of me and they just just their employees are bad and and I can't tell you it's like I, I went in there and I felt oh it's from my this came from my mom and. And like, I was like, where do employees really impede your freedom? I was like, well, bad employees do, <laughs> but, <laughs> but good employees while well, they add to your freedoms. Oh, cool. Yeah. Employees are great. So now we have like nine superstars working with the foundation and the business is incredible and remarkable.
0: You know, it was really cool that uh, you came back on the show today because in episode 46, we talked a lot of strategy and tactics and gave you know a clear a clear roadmap uh, for a lot of people on how to do things, and and a lot of people did take action, um, but I think this is a great sort of second episode that goes a lot a lot deeper. Obviously, it's less strategy, less tactical, but more, um, you know. About the mind and and like we like you said earlier, you know th- this whole entrepreneur game it starts with the body and the mind, and so I think it's you know even though I know a lot of people are probably thinking, wow, this this is pretty crazy stuff that's going on, um, you know, you might want to think to yourself, well, why do I think it's so crazy when really we all know that it all starts from within, and you know, I have I I do have to remind myself of that sometimes, and you know, we talk a lot about the why behind what we do. We talked a little bit about that on the show today, and it's. I try to remind that for everybody all the time. You know, well, why do you want to become an entrepreneur? Why do you do what you do? Or why do you want to become so productive so you can work more or no? Or so you can, and for me, it's so I can spend more time with my family and be there and watch them grow up and be at home with them. And that's my why. Well, what's your why? And again, that's all internal. I mean, that's obviously, you know, you can't create strategies for why you do what you do. It's it's all the mind and within. So um, it's just a really interesting way to 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 bring you back and also I mean really this is what people should listen to first before even listening to all the tactical stuff if 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 you wanted to to be real about it, right?
1: Ideally. I, I hope this doesn't miss people where they're at because this is the real stuff that's keeping people from taking action. That would be that'd be the, in the in the ideal world. But I think, you know, when you go when when you're a karate student, the first thing you want to learn how is to break a board. You don't want to learn how to be
0: yeah, so. that's true. And, and I, you know, my mom uh, used to break bricks um, in karate tournaments, you know, and there are no women's <laughs> divisions for that sort of thing. If you watch my FinCon keynote video, uh, which isn't live yet as of this recording, but it will be live soon, you're going to see me talk a little bit about my mom. And, you know, I remember going to karate tournaments and watching her compete against these huge men who would break bricks and she would go up there and you know bow as a sign of respect to the judges and get behind you know five or six bricks and like really focus in on herself and that took her years of training to do she'd close her eyes and start to do these breathing exercises i thought it was crazy at first until all of a sudden she'd yell and put her fist through six bricks um but that didn't happen the first day she started karate
1: yeah, and that didn't happen by understanding tactics. That was like deep within stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the the link that in order for people to get that Don Traxler MP3, um, I've I've set up a special link for you for you, Pat. Cool. Uh, and it's just the forward slash SPI, and you'll be able to get Don Traxler's MP3. And post in the comments if you want to get thirty minutes from me, and we'll we'll add another. We also have a, a cheat sheet and a full length video on the core behaviors of high achievers inside the foundation. So we studied all the people like Carl who took massive action all the time. We're like, what makes the students who take massive action? And we put that down into a condensed nine or 10 point checklist of all the things that they do to take action. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to offer that as well.
0: Cool, all right. They'll all be on uh, link to in the show notes, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 85. So definitely check that out. When you get a chance, come on the, uh, the show notes, leave a comment for Dane if you want to work with him, and also check out the free stuff. I'm definitely going to check out that audio with, with Don. That sounds really interesting.
1: Cool. And I also I guess, just mentioned that the if you if you do have an interest in building a software company, the foundation does have an application process. It's not marketing stuff. We do reject 10% of our applicants. And if you'd like to build a software company, that's it would be a great place for you to do it.
0: Cool, man. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, You know, you were probably the highest demanded person to come back on the show after listening to you on 46. ton of emails from people saying, uh, you know, come back. And I think you delivered something unique and interesting and something that's going to help a lot of people. So thank you. You're welcome. All right. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Dane Maxwell from The Foundation. You can check out all the links and resources at the show notes, which you can find at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 85 thank you so much for listening in today again you can leave your comments at the show notes to uh you know get time with dane or just leave your thoughts questions and all the all the cool things you have to say at smart slash session 85 thank you so much for listening in i can't wait to talk to you the next episode 86 it's going to be a great one until then keep taking action and i uh you know just wish you all the best peace